ho, 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 friends. And welcome to episode 39 of Black Band T-Shirt Podcast. It's Christmas Day. Well, it's not, as we're recording this. It will be. It will be when it's released. My name, as ever, is Ollie Connors. And I'm here, as always, with my sidekick, best friend and co-host, Chris Morant. How are we today, Chris? I'm very good, thank you. It's just made me realise how, what, what an awful awful christmas present we've given to people yeah um sorry well yeah i'm sorry mm. uh but also i'd say if you're choosing to listen to us on christmas day mm-hmm. two things first i mean that's lovely yeah second get help third just go down the pub mate <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um happy christmas to you all hope you've had a wonderful 2022 and as this is our last episode for, for the new year as well, hope you have a wonderful and prosperous 2023. Mm. But, um, and happy holidays to any who don't observe. Indeed. The festive tidings. But, uh, yeah, we are here with something dreadful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Chris's idea, one of his most harebrained schemes yet, after... Um, well, it wasn't your fault. We covered uh, seventeen albums of Iron Maiden, no. but um, yeah, that's that. that we, can, we have chat to play for that. But uh, coming hot on the heels, yeah, it's more cheese. So Chris's bright idea because, uh, for our second Christmas special because we did Ruben top five songs when we were first a podcast. That was our yeah. pilot episode, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we sort of cranked out of Christmas. Um, but <laughs> based off the idea that uh, they had a fucking fantastic Christmas song maybe their best song yeah um, and and one which still lines their pockets to this day <laughs> um, and is not on any of the albums we're going to talk about <laughs> we are ranking the seven seven I'm sorry I didn't know that when I suggested it <laughs> albums of Suffolk I want to say I don't want to say finest I don't know enough about Suffolk. Bands. Ed Sheeran's from there. He's not very good either. No. Cradle of Filth. Okay. They're from Ipswich. They're way better than the darkness. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> you had to listen to four of them today, so it's you a feelful. I did. Even then, I mean, I will still say, I have things to defend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we will both defend... One of the greatest albums, the debut albums of the 21st century. Yeah. No spoiler uh, that we <laughs> that everyone loves Permission to Land by the Darkness, and yeah. we are two of those people. But uh, yeah, the six of us, <laughs> we have some stuff to go through. But after all shit, there must uh, like just Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> after the mile of shit, there must be a reward as we raise our arms into the glorious, glorious freedom of our top 10 albums of 2022. Yeah. Chris uh, knows my top three because <laughs> I messed up. Basically, I tweeted an account he didn't know he followed uh, with my top three of the year, but um, he's still got the rest of my 10 and I've got yeah, to justify yeah. them yeah, and yeah. I have no idea about his. So it's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, we're also going to do a few bit, a few more uh, best of 2022 bits, and uh, yeah, so that's in place of the shout out section. 
we'll still do our plugs at the end uh, no niche in a better this time either yeah. Um, so yeah we're hoping to have all this done one po- in one part um, so why not just go into it your number seven album by the darkness please Chris uh, Motorheart okay 2021's most recent effort my number seven is Pinewood Smile okay uh my number six is Hotcakes. My number six is also Hotcakes. Uh, I mean, it should be down there for that title alone. Yeah. Uh, my, my number five is Easter is Cancelled. My number five is also Easter is Cancelled. My number four is Pinewood Smile. My number four is Motorheart. There we go. So we've got the same top three. <laughs> uh, my number three is Last of Our Kind. My number three is One Way Ticket to Hell and Back. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Uh, which is my number two, obviously. Yeah. Two is Last of Our Kind. And no surprises whatsoever. Permission to land is our mutual number one. <clears throat> do you want to do um, what do you want? Oh, hot cakes first. Mutually ranked lowest. Mutually sixth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you say Christmas time, don't let the bells end, is the best song in the darkness's career. Mm. A close second is the cover of Radiohead Street Spirit Fade Out. Yeah, see, I have mixed feelings about this. Okay. Um, so, I remember they did this as a Made of Ale session. Yep. Years before this album. Yeah. Like when they were first, you know, and they've always played it live yeah. since they started. And that Made of Ale session recording is phenomenal. Yeah. Properly great. For me, this studio recording of it isn't as good. Um, and I'm kind That's of true. annoyed they chose to put it on an album this late on. Yes. I feel like it's a bit lazy. Yeah. Um, well, this and it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit with the album at all. It's I guess, just there because they had it. There because they had it and they wanted to celebrate them uh, reuniting with uh, Justin Hawkins. Yeah. So it's it's my, it's my, I think it's my, yeah, it's my low light of the album in the end is the inclusion of it. Fair. Um, but it is a great cover. It's still the best thing on here. <laughs> By, yeah. by yeah. quite a distance because it's a Radiohead song <laughs> because it's, it breathes new life into a Radiohead song I love but um, you know like when we were doing Radiohead I kind of thought um, I kind of figured it doesn't mean as much to me as it used to yeah, yeah. like the Darkness cover just makes it uh, like inverts the po-facedness of, yes. that, uh, of the yeah, original yeah, yeah, yeah. and and makes, makes it, for an, a, a, an incredible distorted guitar riff that <laughs> you wouldn't have imagined. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so this, like like I just said, this is uh, um, after a period where uh, the darkness became um, Stone Gods with uh, guitar tech Richie Edwards fronted the band, not the one from yeah. the Mount Street Preachers. Yeah. Um, and uh, Justin Hawkins forming Hot Leg. Um, yeah, so... Weird time for the band. Came back to give over hotcakes. Was it worth it? Not really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's, I mean, I find it bizarre. From this album onwards, you, well, and a bit before it actually, reading stuff around, like what they've said about certain songs and Mm -hmm. certain albums and things, how much this band, even up till, I don't think there was anything on Motorheart, but definitely the one before that. Mm. Um, how much interference from the record labels there is right in terms of what songs to include on the albums and okay. things like that and songs being put on there as singles that the band really hated mm. it's like it's the darkness what mm. do you just let 
everyone knows what they do. Yeah. Just let them do their thing. Yeah. It's a, it just seems very odd. Because I, I I believe my worst song on here was an example of that. Okay. I wonder if you can guess what that is. A song that was only be included there because the record, some record label genius said, oh, that'd be a good single. Everybody have a good time. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, it may as well be our mutual least favourite song in the world. Of, uh, I got mm. a feeling. It's, it's along the same lines. Except, but done in the style of Kiss. Yeah, yeah. That actually hasn't made my worst songs here. Okay. Um, I've got uh, Living Each Day Blind and She's Just a Girl Eddie. Both awful as well. Yeah, as my yeah. co-worst here. Terrible, terrible. I think um, what made it so low for me is um, it just tries to repeat the formula of Permission to Land but without any and this is something that I've said about a lot of a lot of the albums from this one onwards is there are times where yes they try to do that and parts of the album pull it off Mm. but most of it doesn't because there's just a certain energy missing yeah really Um, a lot of the time uh, like um yeah, right down to like um, sort of um, every interview being the big opener, like yeah. Black Shark. Uh, nothing, nothing's going to stop us being. What's the second track? Um, get your hands off my woman. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very much in the vein of that. And then like midway through the album, you got the love is only feeling equi- um, um, only a feeling equivalent with uh, living each day blind, which yeah. is just absolute toss. Yeah, I quite enjoyed what. Um... Justin said about everybody have a good time on his YouTube channel in more recent years. Mm. Uh, he said, terrible song, just a rubbish song, completely half-assed. It was something that only came about because we were told by management that we needed a radio-friendly song. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she's just a girl, Eddie. Awful. Yeah. Forbidden love. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> um, concrete is a more promising intro riff. Verses are mm. all right. Chorus is awful. Mm-hmm. I've actually got Love Is Not The Answer as my top. Okay. The closer. L- awful lyrics, mm-hmm. but musically pretty satisfying. Proper kind of classic rock ballad, which uh, is generally what they do. Other than um, Street Spirit, uh, the only possible song uh, here for me was uh, With A Woman. That's my number three. Yeah. Uh, which is very easy top. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the riff for that was from Permission to Land era. Really? And they just held on to it. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I, I think... Again, there were, it was another one that was forced to be on here by the record company. They didn't want it on there. What I'm going to reference a lot on this podcast is with this sort of music, there's a fine line, mm-hmm. very fine line, between charm and obnoxiousness. Yep, absolutely. And this is one they seem to swing wildly mm. on that line from album to album yeah this one like I think One Way Ticket was a lot more obnoxious than Permission to Land which is very charming yeah and um, that could be to do with um, Justin's drug use at the time yeah uh, but um, like you know when he's falsetto squealing suck my cock here yeah like yeah okay lads <laughs> yeah this is it it's, it's uh, like, exactly like you say I think there's a lot little... uh, to open up the album it's just like yeah. for, for me when yeah. they're great is when they balance the silliness with actual good musicianship mm-hmm. and it kind of yeah exactly it's, it's just another way of saying what you've just said uh, nothing's gonna stop us 
um, the Thin Lizzy guitars mm-hmm. on that are my best thing about it. Yeah, there's some really good stuff going there. I think Keep um, Me Hanging On's my number two. I think um, the overall um, the overall foreboding influence I got from this one is Queen. Yeah, um, it's for, it, like and probably eighties Queen, like Hot Space. Yeah, I think overall kind of as an album, it's a lot, a lot less hard rock than the first two. Yeah, and a lot more middle of the road rock, really. I yeah, suppose. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything more to say about hotcakes? I think we've covered pretty much everything. There, lovely in, uh, lightning speed. Uh, that's how we want to uh, how we want to continue last, because last album with original drummer Red Graham, right? Okay. He obviously decided the same thing after this one. I thought, yeah, this didn't need to happen, and hopped it. Basically, we're just trying to run through these so we can get the darkness over with, have a lovely lasagna to Christmas cooking right now, <laughs> and go on to our top ten albums of the year. So, if you're a darkness fan, sorry, but you know, stop living in your mum's basement. Um, <laughs> Easter is cancelled now. When this came out, we thought this was. We thought that this was comparing the plight of a rock star to the death of Jesus Christ and there's a concept album about that yeah, turns yeah. out that was Justin Hawkins Hot Air yeah. and it's not it's no. just a quite bad darkness album it's about the it's it's they seem to, this is something else that they seem to sort of scramble for meaning behind some things mm-hmm. and what I quite like is there are some and there are some on here actually uh, actually no I think it's on Pinewood Smile where, but, but there are times where Justin is refreshingly honest mm-hmm. and will give this stupid spiel about a song and then go at the end of the day it was just quite a cool title and a good riff yeah um, the, the the thing I, I remembered this being quite good okay I remember listening to it when it came out yeah but I don't think I actually did because it's awful yeah um, it's and, not it, it, that's awful like it's not actively obnoxious like some other no. stuff is here it's just like hotcakes quite boring my, yeah my, my low light is it all just feels a bit for the sake of it yeah um, my highlight being there are some good guitar moments yeah um, the, the I mean still one of the best things for me is actually the ridiculously low budget advert they did for it oh, really? to announce it <laughs> uh, it's, it's just a absolute proof that they don't take the band remotely seriously no Essentially, which mm. which makes it better for mm. me. <laughs> if if they did, then that would be worrying. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, other than that trailer, I didn't remember that much else, which was probably for the best. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh, like I think the best guitar work on this album um, is probably in the opener, "Rock and Roll Deserves to Die." Yeah, yeah, um, full guitar glory. I've put that. That's my number three. Song it's my end. number one here. Um, I quite like the title track. Uh, 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 I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, sim- we've not talked about it yet, but I thought mm. that had a similar vibe to Buccaneers of Hispaniola from yes. Pinewood Smile. That kind of rock and roll fun, but yeah. nothing that really stuck. And I quite enjoyed Choke On It. I, I didn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> feeling uh, like I think we differ on that um, similarly to how we did on um, Speed of Light on the Iron Maiden episode maybe yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a it's very kind of Motley Crue mm. kind of, well I don't know like not even Motley Crue just yeah I know what you're getting at that classic sort of sleaze rock yeah kind of thing which, yeah. To, which to me is 
okay, um, Molly Crew are the worst band in the world, one of them anyway, alongside the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So you're doing a slightly better version of it. That's fine by that's broadly fine by me. Yeah. Whereas you're like, I hate all of it. It can all go away <laughs> forever, please. Um, yeah, I've uh, my my worst song here. Mm-hmm. I've got a one word note, which is nope, um, which is deck chair. Oh right, okay. Uh, uh, a ballad about the sadness of your deck chair being blown off the deck of a boat. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not offending anybody. Yeah, but it's just a bit like have have some integrity still. Why like, does this? Why did this song have yeah, to happen? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I feel a lot uh, that about that about a lot of Pinewood Smile. Yeah, hence <laughs> that is. Co- Always coming up. Oh, <laughs> look forward to that one. Uh, my worst is um, "Live Till I Die." Uh, That's my number two. Right. Okay. Again, another pre-permission to land era. So, um, but you might enjoy this. Um, uh, "Live Live Till I Die" has uh, has the same thing for me as "In Another Life." In that, I think they both legitimately sound like "Flight of the Concords. And. In Another Life's my number one. <laughs> and you are not wrong. <laughs> but that might explain it, because like, the Concords yeah. write brilliantly catchy songs. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, um, it, it, was the, it was the clanging acoustic guitar. It's which... very... It, in Another Life is very Americana. Yeah. Uh, basically, for both of those, I've said I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um no, like I, I'm, I'm yet to watch Flight of the Concourse to clarify. No. Um, I don't. I, I, I really want to catch yeah, up yeah. with it. Um, but I've been meaning to for a long time. But like, um, what they do, similarly to what Tenacious D did once upon a time, is brilliantly parody this sort of yeah rock and roll excess novelty rock, no, no, novelty rock yeah. stuff. And like, yeah, that's what I got from Live Till I Die in uh, in another yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, something they said about "Live Till I Die" as well, with the, with it being such an old one. Mm. They said several attempts have been made to record it over the years. Yeah. According to the band, none really worked until Rufus Taylor joined the band. Right. In their new drummer, mm-hmm. who's been with them for the last three now, I think. Yeah. Um. And part of me thought that's something that seems to come up with bands have been around a certain amount of time, mm. where they'll say, "Oh, we've had it since," you know for the first album it's never really yeah, worked yeah. until now is it that it's only now working or is it that the quality overall has dropped so much that it now <laughs> sounds better than it did to you <laughs> yes <laughs> an adept summation sir uh, heavy metal lover very very silly yeah quite, um, I, I, I really enjoyed the shout out to uh, Hammer Smash Face I was by, about uh, to say not even the line Cox. making sweet love to Hammer Smash Face can save it <laughs> As great a line as that is. <clears throat> it's, um, yeah, Heavy Metal Lover feels about as, disinge- as disingenuous to that, as to that, um, as that um, I Love Metal song on Lady Gaga's yeah, Born This it's, Way. It's all, over. <laughs> it's all over the place. We done on that? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Pinewood Smile. We are just going to smash all these out because, yeah, I want to go back to Pinewood Smile. Fuck me, this is up there for me with the worst things we've ever wow. covered. Okay. So this one I did listen to when it came out. Okay. I don't like it as much as I remembered liking it, but mm. it's you know, it's in my top half just about. 
Um, like there's things on here that I it's one of those there's there's things on here I really like and then the rest of it is really bad mm. um, like talking about shitting out solid gold on, on an album as awful as this feels yeah but that's my top song because it's so knowing <laughs> it is so knowing they know full well that that's not what they're doing well, and sure. so that's the joke like <laughs> fine um, like this is just I talked to, uh, talk, talked to earlier about um, charm and obnoxiousness this is just pure edgelord bullshit in the age of Steel Panther you reckon? yeah mate like oh a lot of it do they really think like um, jokes about prison rape in Japanese prison of love is funny this, this is what I've, I've do they really yeah. think sex with old people and lay down with Barbara is fucking funny and stampede of love is genuinely fucking horrendous yeah that's their worst point in terms of four and a half minutes of fat jokes fuck off yeah in at, at this point from uh, he he would have been 40 yeah yeah 2017 yeah this, so, is, this is my low light I've said songs like Southern Trains Stampede of Love yeah. Happiness Japanese Prisoner of Love completely missed the mark yeah yeah like um, Southern Trains is how I, I I feel about that how you felt about Deck Chair why do you need, need to write a song about a train being I mean late? this is one where the story uh, I enjoyed more than the song which was uh, he said there's a line in there about trying to eat your dinner with ass in your face yeah. I have photographic memory and can clearly recall my brother trying to eat a vegetarian burrito with an ass in his face because the train was so packed. He was so hungry and had been sitting on the track for an hour and hadn't moved. I just really enjoyed that moment and wanted to bring it into a song. And obviously I was upset about the state of the service as well. Okay. Why do we have to care? <laughs> Not even the uh, bridge of them southern trains choo-choo boo-hoo? Oh, well, yeah, that was quite amusing. But... Uh no other reason don't get me wrong I hate that song yeah. <laughs> I really hate it like even just from a musical standpoint it's horrible um, the only thing I remotely liked here was Buccaneers of Hispaniola like it's great fun yeah yeah. other than that appalling record uh, yeah Solid Gold's my number one Buccaneers of Hispaniola one of the worst two. cover arts I've ever seen in my life ever <laughs> as well the only album not to have their font as well right okay. their band logo um, Lay Down With Me Barbara is actually my number three but that was a you know plucking <laughs> something just because that first chorus line of Lay Down With, with Me Barbara underneath the candelabra gets yep. stuck in my head okay <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Stampede of Love is my worst because yeah. yeah obviously good right are we done? Uh, yeah, there's nothing else. <laughs> Good. Happiness, I've just put why. And again, that was another record label yep. push mm-hmm. for a big single. Yeah. Why it had to start with that random silly voice of a child going, Father, I think I've shit myself. There'll be no cornettos till you wash that shit off your leg. Go in water. Appalling. 40 year olds. Motor heart. Uh, um, yeah. Why is this last for you, mate? I because again, this was I think because okay. I think again by this point, I was just got so fed up of the middle yeah, of the roadness fine. of it. You know, 
And it's again, this had promise. The first three tracks are great. great. Really, really good. And then it just completely falls off. Yeah. And it's hookless and lifeless. That is very fair. Um, I mean, the title track, aside, yeah, so Motorheart is my favourite. Because mm-hmm. I think it's they've not something they've not really done before is it, they've gone kind of proggy. There's some real like rush moments mm-hmm. in that one. Yeah. Um, song about a sex robot, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, coming straight after It's Love, Jim, which is about falling in love with an alien. Yeah, which is my number one which is my number two yeah uh, and and welcome to Glasgow is my number three <laughs> number two it's, it's it's ridiculous but it but it is funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's and it's I think what what made it okay and made it funny for me is it's clearly a song written out of love yeah it's about how much he loves Glasgow mm-hmm. so you can kind of forgive the silly voice I don't know no 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 I, I, I enjoyed it very much no like yeah obviously Justin Hawkins has now kind of found a bit of re- revived fame on YouTube mm. and TikTok by just being just seems like a nice a nice funny bloke yeah yeah and this this album is basically that it's does a silly Scottish accent <laughs> it's quite funny Put some cat suit on TikTok and does high kicks. It's quite funny. Yeah. Um, I quite like the uh, shout out to the TV show Eastbound and Down in Eastbound. <laughs> Didn't notice that. <laughs> um, quite like the uh, stop and start on So Long when he uh, when he goes. She had brown eyes. Or were they blue? Yeah, that was. I, I've I can't said, remember. I've, I've said again, very bad ballad, but I did let out a little chuckle at that lyric. <laughs> I still see her big brown eyes in her eyes. I could do no wrong. Well, maybe her eyes were blue. Maybe I should check before I write this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to lyric. Let's make like fabric softener a snuggle. <laughs> but that comes from quite a quite bad song. Um, my worst here is sticky situations. It's bad. Mine is yep. it's a love thing, right? You wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, every basically everything after that top three is bad for me. And stay eke out over forty five minutes. One of their longest albums. I can literally just give you a quick run through here because yeah. power and glory of love. What is this fresh bollocks? Mm. Jussie's girl. Oh no, bad and boring. Yeah, sticky situations as above. Yeah, nobody can see me cry. This one is decent when it gets going. Mm. Excellent raging solo section. Yeah. Eastbound, forgettable song about going home. Mm-hmm. Speed of the night time, excuse me, but why is there an American spelling? This has a cool atmosphere to it, just missing a decent hook, which is kind of my thing throughout. Oh, um, it's Eastbound, the one where they talk about the pub crawl, because that's quite amusing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't know how to be crazy about me, but it helps. That's quite a funny song title. It is. Um, <laughs> song is Aerosmith. <laughs> Without the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Walk walk a way, Justin. Walk a way. Yeah. Uh, walk this way. And then so long. Yeah. Bad. I think bad. I think that's well it. I think that's why I put it so low was the disappointment of the dive it takes from mm. the beginning to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we've covered four absolutely crap albums. Oh mate. Oh mate. 
but now we've got three okay ones to listen to so that's yeah to talk about even we've already listened to them we have <laughs> sorry some of them much more than others which will come into why we have our two and threes <laughs> in a different order I yeah. think I have Fine. I have a lot of nostalgia attached to One Way Ticket I got it for Christmas one year when it came out should we do that now shall we I'm happy to yeah be nice to give one of the latter ones a bit of praise before going into the, the big ones yeah um yeah I mean like yeah like I said it was so it was two it was two years after the debut I think mm. 2005 yeah um he was you know in the midst of <laughs> as we found out after this and it all went pear-shaped a horrendous cocaine problem yeah I can't remember what it was but it was an obscene amount of money over five years right that he said he's he spent on cocaine like mm. hundreds of thousands of pounds mm. um, as illustrated by the intro <laughs> and no I don't just mean the pan pipes <laughs> um, so the thing with this one it's complete novelty yeah and silliness yeah uh, produced by Roy Thomas Baker who was Queen's producer mm and they've just thrown absolutely everything at it in terms of instruments and ideas and made a horrendous but quite funny mess in my opinion Um, it's the one it's the one Permission to Land is the one that I go to that's an actually good album this Mm. is one I would still always revisit probably with Alex because we both listened to it a lot when it came out for a chuckle yeah Um, and I mean, I I couldn't find anything about this, so I might have made it up. But I was sure that I'd read somewhere years ago that the whole thing with this album was that the record company had basically said to them, um, "Right, second album, lose the silliness. Right, you've got a real chance to to do something really good here." <laughs> and so they deliberately did the opposite. <laughs> and I really want it to be true. <laughs> Well, what's what's weird about this album, especially in the context of having to listen to everything else that came afterwards for the first time, mm. is that um, so um, there used to be a music podcast called Riot Act. There isn't any more. It's a long story, <laughs> but um, Riot Act had an offshoot called Broken Records, mm. of which One Way Ticket to Hell and Back was one, and like. This flopped, oh yeah, massively, which is why it was there. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad record. It's just a bit of a shit follow-up to Permission to Land. Like again, I also kind of think that actually they considered it the, be- the best of the worst records, basically. And yeah, and I think it's the silliness is in the lyrics. Mm. Like yes, a lot of the musical stuff is over the top and daft. Yep. But like, there are some songs that are really great songs, and then you realise what the lyrics are, and it's you cannot take them seriously. Mm. So I'm thinking of things like, um, uh, it's not in my top three, but but songs like "Bald." Yeah, it's about Bono losing his hair, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like one of the heaviest things they've done at this yeah. point, and it's about hair loss. Yeah, as something again, I think the big thing is what you were saying—that whole charming versus obnoxious thing. Yeah. I do think this is charming as yeah. an album. Like it is ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, but it's not particularly offensive at any point mm. that I can remember. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like that epic chorus to Bald, where the lyrics are bald, slap headed, and hairless. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, the, the 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 instrumental flotations, like the pan pipes and the sitar, they only last for a few seconds, and the only thing they've really brought to the table on this record that's different from from Bushman to Land is like eighties AOR keyboards. Just, yeah, I just it just just makes like yeah. I know you and a lot of other people mm. have nostalgic love for this album. I just see think it just seems like a thin and reedy version I, of Permission to Land. I think in places, but I do yeah, I do think I mean I think the Queen producer being on it makes sense because it is a lot more theatrical I suppose is probably yeah. the word yeah it goes to extremes more mm. than Permission to Land did mm. Permission to Land's a lot more uh, what's the word I'm looking for well consistent I suppose in its sound whereas this goes all over the place in every direction um, one of my worst parts is why weren't Grief Hammer and Wanker on, here, on, on the album they're two of the best songs here yeah they are great I said the same about Grief Hammer, better than a lot of what made the cut. Yeah. Again, I can only assume it's something to do with the record label. Right. Every single one of their albums has a deluxe version with like four bonus tracks on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you obviously wanted to be on there. Mm. Um, it's kind of like modern Queenie Muse, but knowing. <laughs> Which you could say for a lot of their stuff. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, it's the worst of for you of what actually did make the cut uh, girlfriend I've never yeah got. fine I just find that really middle of the road and boring status uh, quo with disco strings fine fine um, and it, it was a single so again, yeah yeah this is also a single I've never liked it it seemed like a good idea at the time I, I can't help but love that one it gets okay. really stuck in there and, and you know the theme song to this episode <laughs> right <laughs> seemed like a good idea at the time oh I see <laughs> um, also don't like Blind Man um, Blind Man confuses me mm. very very theatrical in mm. that Queen way yeah I can't tell if it's meant to be comedic or moving right <laughs> like I genuinely can't tell read the lyrics listen to it no idea could work as either <laughs> Or it's just the mad ramblings of a cokehead. Or, yes. <laughs> also perfectly plausible. Um, you I did, think... The... Just like, on reflection, that final four is fucking mental. You've English got... Country Garden, I will always have a soft spot for. It's my second tier. Yeah. It's really fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, even just the end of chorus falsetto. Jardin. 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 Woo. <laughs> it's very sparks actually it is very sparks um, you're right that's probably why I like it because I love sparks yeah, it's, and that's what I mean I feel like with songs like that they know they're being ridiculous mm -hmm. you know it's not like they think oh we've got a corker of a serious rock song here yeah 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 some of the, some of the lyrics in that song <laughs> are just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous they did a quiz at the village fate and we came last everybody laughed at the two of us but I've never seen a bale of hay move so fast she was a bona fide forking genius 
Why can't you be like that all the time? Why'd you have to write shit like Stampede of Love, mate? I don't know. know. <laughs> um, Favourite though here is um, the, t- the title track. It's great. And the lead single. Yeah. And it's the closest to anything on Permission to Land, probably, isn't it, really, in terms of style? It's mental that I first heard One Way Ticket to Helen Back and Bald when they were headlining the Reading Festival in 2004. Like. The meteoric rise and then fall of the darkness. It is mad, isn't it? Should be documented someday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be a great, yeah, it would be a great documentary. Mm. Just, yeah, wow. <laughs> so, I just go again, this one, we've got Frankie Pelain, the bassist, recorded, I think, five of the tracks, five right. or six of the tracks, and then just jumped ship halfway through. Right. And that's when Mr. Edwards came on board yeah. to finish off and do the tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what a nightmare Justin Hawkins must have been to be around at that mm. time. Mm. Um, yeah, One Way Ticket's my number one as well. Is It Just Me is my number two. I've always had a soft spot for that one. Yeah, it's, it's a very, good, yeah. very 70s, like, white snake, that yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Here I Go Again on my own reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Fine. Tone. Um, yeah, always really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Hazel Eyes as well is another very silly one. Oh, that's the one of the bagpipes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very silly. <laughs> I think they played that at that uh, Reading set as well. I mentioned it to Alex the other day because I was talking about the listening I've been doing for this and he went, oh, I'll put it on. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously does some things for some people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do move on. I think that was it. My my low light is just that I think it's as as good fun as it is. They could have taken over the world with a decent follow up to Permission to Land. Probably. Like at least for a couple of years more, they could have been on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, but um, well, how do you? We'll we'll get there eventually. But how do you recreate Permission to Land? It's the that surprise was, of it more than anything, I suppose. Half an hour of liquid magic. But anyway, <clears throat> one more album to cover, mm. and it's, yeah. A pleasant a pr- surprise. Pretty good one for the latter days. Um, it's, um, like, it came in the wake of uh, Hot Cakes, and it's just instantly so much catchier. Yeah. Uh, crowdfunded. Yeah. Um, written, written in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Which is why, and there's a lot of like mystical fantasy stuff mm-hmm. to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then recorded at Dan Hawkins' farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Norfolk. Um, yeah. So, so um, I noticed when I was um, making my notes and looking at when things were released, this was very much around the same time as like. Um, classic rock revivalist bands were getting pretty big stuff like Airborne yeah. and The Answer yeah, okay. and Rival Sons that sort of thing mm-hmm. Wolf Mother was still kicking around this is pre uh, Greta Van Fleet what a lovelier time that was um, but um, yeah like this is like this is like a be- uh, a, a, this is like one of those better Classic rock revival yeah, bands, yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Absolutely. It, like, to me, I, I mean, I've put about my highlight of it is a lot of the overt silliness takes a background role mm-hmm. with the raw 70s rock and roll of the day be making a return. Yeah. 
Um, again, the quality drops off in the second half. For me, oh, massively. Which is my low light. Um, especially but with um, Hammer and Tongs and Conquerors. I genuinely. last two. So, up until Mudslide, which is my worst. Mm. Everything before that, I really like. Mm. That's. So, the first six, I think, are yep. all pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've got the last four that I'm just like. Sarah O'Sara's oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So 70s Arena Rock. But yeah, Mudslide. Uh, is the one where it goes to the too silly thing for me like the lyrics are awful well um, my worst here is Hammer and Tongs like kind of spoils the overall vibe of the record with a low shagging song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then Conquerors closing the album out with Frankie Pelaine's first vocal <laughs> not good no you've got a singer like Justin Hawkins in your band yeah. why are you letting Let anyone the bassist. else do that <laughs> especially the bassist who's Yes, not a talented <laughs> vocalist. Um, but the best here are really good. Uh, probably like the best collection of songs here other than Permission to Land on on, on the whole discog mm-hmm. on my top three, three here being... Um, being... Um, Open Fire and the, um, uh, the title track. Uh... As in, they're your top two. Yeah, yeah. Same. Last of Our Kind is my number one. Mm-hmm. Open Fire is my number two. Yep. Uh, Mighty Wings is my number three. Why did it need to be nearly um, six minutes long, though? Mighty Wings. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> but I get. I think overall, it's it's just satisfyingly riffy, without mm-hmm. becoming annoying, mm-hmm. which is a rare thing for latter day darkness. I think it does. Uh, become a bit annoying okay. for me <laughs> again uh, I, just for the length I did quite like his uh, description of it which was tones of a Giorgio Moroder soundtrack to a film in which Kate Bush and Pantera go on a bludgeoning spree featuring an unlikely Kenny Loggins cameo okay that's, yeah that's like the joke that you found funny but I don't yeah sorry that's just a slight difference in our sense of humour <laughs> In uh, naming things isn't funny. Do you like? Do you like? Um, do you like Poster Girl by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mate? I don't know that. Oh, okay. It's a new song that just names things. That isn't that every Red Hot Chili Peppers song? <laughs> it's even worse than Poster Girl. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Permission to lads. <land>. Wait. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to talk about on last? No, of our kind? just no. last of our kind. I think I've put as is genuinely one of their best. Yeah, it is. It, um, I think it's really good. That chorus is is so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. <clears throat> yeah, like if you're going to come away from this episode with anything other than permission to land's quite good in it, then I would go back to um, last of our kind. Mostly because it's the one I didn't even know that one existed. Right before we did this. Yeah. Um, well, fair play to their fans remembering they exist and being able to crowdfund it. Yeah, <laughs> the public at large did not. No. <laughs> I mean, what are they playing in London now? Must be like Electric Ballroom. I got no idea. Gosh, how the mighty have fallen. Permission to land. Yeah, like talking about playing in London. I mean, this was the like the whole legend around this band at this time wasn't it that, yeah that part of what got them the massive record deal mm-hmm. 
was the was it the Astoria they played? Yeah. And they basically paid for a load of coaches to bring people mm. from where they lived. Lower stuffed. Uh to to come along. Um and, and sold it out. Yeah. They were the last band to sell out the unsigned band to sell out the at the Astoria until um Enter Shikari did it. Nice. Yeah. Um yeah. Kind of a worse part to um to kick off with. Weird looking back what uh <clears throat> as we reflected earlier what a massive overnight success this was, but how there has been a dearth of successful rock bands in the mainstream since. Yeah. The only one I can think of since is Mornerskin. Yeah. And like that's two in two decades. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> They're not even funny. <laughs> um apart, from, apart is... from when apart from when trying to cover up a blatant cocaine sniff. <laughs> that was funny. That was very funny. Um Um another worst part is this is probably one of the greatest debuts of all time, but you look like a fucking nerd if you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, like I remember, I remember getting this. Mum bought it for me. Mm-hmm. Little did she know. Yep. When I put it on, the lyrics gave her a bit of a shock. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just it's uh, my highlight is in capital letters fun. Yeah. All the way through. Like even 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 the one song where it you could argue it drops off for me, mm. um, it's still fun. Is I wonder if it's the same one. Stuck in a rut. Uh, so that was nearly my worst. Mm. It's Friday night in the end. Really? So that's my number four. Okay. I love Friday night. I mean, it's again probably the funniest lyrics. Yeah. On the album. Yeah. Uh, the fact. I mean, you've got to admire the ability to get the phrases extracurricular activities <laughs> bridge club gymnastics badminton ping pong and needlework in a glam metal song <laughs> oh man this is such a good record no um, stuck in the rut just for me comes in the middle of giving up which is brilliant uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and uh, Friday night, which is hilarious, and stuck, just... stuck in a rut is the one where the falsetto gets grating for me. Right, yeah. It's also a bit too similar to um, Black Shuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Mm. Which is my number two. Fine. I love that as an opener. <laughs> so um, yeah, number four for me is Friday night. Number three is Love on the Rocks with No Ice great song <laughs> number two is um, get your hands off my woman <laughs> the aforementioned mother offending lyric <laughs> yeah. that's my number three but how could number one on this record be anything other than I believe in a thing called love like it's it's now up there with like all time rock classics it is it's, isn't it it's in that same canon as like anything anything you can think of yeah as a classic rock big hitters like, yeah, yeah yeah it's up there it is it's like for our generation will forever be wedding disco classic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's in between don't look back in anger and Mr Brightside <laughs> forevermore 
Love it. <laughs> you can get through sex on fire knowing that this is coming up. Um, yeah, but like, it's riff after riff as well. Mm. You've got riff after riff. You've got a ridiculously catchy vocal. Yeah. Some incredible drum fills. As in, when I say incredible, I mean proper just like cheesy Phil Collins style <laughs> yeah yeah so silly um yeah I've it's there were so many I've, the, the top three here was really difficult mm-hmm. Growing On Me was actually the first single I think wasn't it um ooh I seem to remember it being Get Your Hands Off My Woman uh oh, okay you might be right being the very first single whereas Growing On Me was the first kind of breakthrough first video yeah sort of that was the one that was marketable <laughs> Love on the Rocks with No Ice gave me real vibes of um, Low Era Metallica <laughs> on re-listen <laughs> after doing the podcast yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah fair enough but other than Tetfield does not have a falsetto like that no. <laughs> you've got the Prince silliness of holding my own which I mean is, is surely an excuse for a silly double entendre there. Well, it, holding my own is about having a wank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, giving up, you said, is great. Love yeah. is only a feeling is actually great. Yeah, as well. it is. Like, I really love those uh, little Dan Hawkins um, backing vocals. Drifting yeah. away. And actually, that was the song to first get them any recognition. Mm. Just like un- underground sort of DJs and stuff got their hands on that one. And so I can't remember who it was. Someone yeah, started yeah. playing it around. So, so cheesy so, <laughs> so just like that one is more in line with like Foreigner and Boston and that kind yeah. of thing you know yeah which <laughs> like <laughs> give me give me um, <clears throat> uh, don't stop believing any time of yeah. day please <laughs> or waiting not so much waiting for a girl like you that's quite crap actually um, yeah well actually that gives me an opportunity to tell my favourite joke of all time yeah bloody foreigner coming over here wanting to know what love is and as Chris silently shakes his head only because I've heard it too many times now yeah it's still a good joke though it's still a good joke and if you were to say the permission to land is a joke it's still a good one. It's still yeah. a very funny one. I I I think. Uh, I'd like to talk to someone who hates this album. Because mm. they're they're bound to be out there. They're bound to be. Um. And I just kind of ask them, do you hate fun? Yeah. I reckon it's the bloke I saw on Twitter the other day who is a is a um has a massive straight edge tattoo on his back and said I punish my employees for taking smoke breaks Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah he he's the, he's the person that hates permission to land by, yeah. by the darkness yeah um, but yeah if you hate the summer you're a cunt basically uh, because it's awesome still nearly 20 years later that's mad isn't it as well yeah it'll be 20 years old next year mm. what a record cover art still hilariously bad <laughs> have they had any good cover art I don't think no <laughs> they're all awful 
<laughs> so the darkness. <laughs> How long did that take us, Chris? Uh, we just did seven albums in in fifty minutes. Yes. <laughs> Shorter than two revisited episodes. <laughs> Well, thanks for the suggestion. Uh, and um, let's just close out by talking about, yeah, talking more about one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. Is it your favourite Christmas song? Yeah, I don't know if I have a favourite, but it's... Again, considering that's a good, what, 18 years ago? Mm-hmm. can't remember exactly the year it came out, 2004, 2005? Something like that. Um, there's not been anything that's touched it since. Mm. In terms of a big Christmas single. It's true. True. Like especially that's, from you would, if you especially bought, from our world. Yeah, if you if just generally if you bought uh you know just one of those general mainstream best of Christmas CDs. Yeah. That'd be on there. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else since then that really deserves to be on. Well, there. fucking Lad Baby, uh, number one every year now. Yeah, but I said deserves to be on there. Oh right, yeah. So that's darkness. Thanks, Chris, for making me listen to. Six quite bad albums. Well, no, four terrible albums, two decent ones, and one brilliant one, which I knew like the back of my hand anyway. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I've punished myself as much as you, if that's any consolation. Merry Christmas, podcast listeners. <laughs> we love you all. Hasn't it been full of jubilation? <laughs> yeah, but on the other side of the jingle, you get to hear our top ten albums of the year. Hooray! Woo-hoo! Music podcast go, podcasters go self-indulgent. Woo! Everybody's favourite time. Before that, we are a band. We are two members of a band. Our name is My Eyes Are Old and Bent. We play a blend of post-hardcore and post-metal. Uh, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at the handle at M-E-A-O-A-B. And, um... <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Grimheart Promotions, which is Chris and I and Chris's partner Nikki wanted to put on shows in London and Surrey. So if you're in a band, if you manage a band, if you're mates of a band and want to shout them out, if you manage a venue, or if you're just interested in cool shows that might be coming up in those areas, do give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Grimheart Promo. Uh, we put on a show last Saturday for Hackney Food Bank, so we had... Uh, Get Cake, Wear Cake, Fly, Wildest, T. Peters, Hussy, and Don't Worry. Uh, a very cold old blue last. It was very cold. It's very cold. Murdoch's not been paying his bills. Bastard. Um, so yeah, but um, cheers to all the bands. Cheers to, if you're listening, and he came down. That's lovely of you. Um, didn't get anybody coming up to us and say, thank you for your podcast. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you did, cheers. Um, yeah we raised over 500 quid for Hackney Food Bank so all in all very lovely evening everyone was great that night T. Peter's my set of the evening they, I mean every act was great and lovely mm. which is what you want absolutely so that's what we'll be hoping next time we do a show but that's to be announced soon we have got one coming up. We're not just saying that for the sake of it. Like we've been saying for the top past few years, our EP is nearly done. We should be able to talk about it in the next episode, in fact. Hooray! Uh, we are on Twitter as a podcast at bbts underscore pod. Do give us a follow. Do give us a shout. Tell us we're wrong about the darkness if you're mental. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have any justification for liking anything up at past permission to land, 
<laughs> really. <laughs> really and truly. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, do give us your opinions about our next podcast subjects. So we'll, we'll be taking a little break. Um, but we'll be back in about three weeks' time where we'll have another returning guest. We mentioned her earlier. Chris's partner, Nikki, will be coming back on to rank the five albums of Massive Attack. Mm. Bristol trip-hop legends that they are. Uh, yeah, can't wait for that one. Been um, been going through a massive, massive attack phase in late 2022. So looking forward to going in on a brilliant band. Yep. Um, all of our favourite cuts from this episode will be added to our Spotify Ranker Bank playlist. There'll be a link in the description to this podcast. And uh, yeah, if you want Massive Attack in your ears on release, uh, subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher while you're there. Um, a five-star review really helps the algorithms. Thank you very much. Uh, like the playlist as well. Um, you know, nice to know that my efforts of adding loads of songs every week are not going to waste the people who are actually listening to it and appreciating it um, and uh, yeah t- tell a pal about the podcast if you've enjoyed yourself um, yeah thanks very much and uh, join us on the other side of the jingle for Chris and I's top 10 albums of 2022 see you there